Well, well, my part is only like two inches, so uh, <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I was waiting for Shane to say something, but he didn't. Uh, no, I, know. I, I left that door wide open for Shane to walk through, and he didn't. He's so polite to me. I'm, I'm flattered. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trade. Wait, wait, not another episode. The 200th no. episode of the yes. Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz, and I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Broen. And you can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. Shane Manila. At Shane is the worst on Twitter. And Pat Fitzmorris. At Fitz underscore FF. <laughs> it's the 200th episode, and now you're one of my partners, so welcome. <laughs> Wait, Pat hasn't been here the other 199 episodes? Oh, yeah, you're you listen right. to him. It's one, of those, was... it's one of those kind of things where there's like a change in reality, and yeah, Pat's been here the whole time. So, uh, it, the it, whole time. <laughs> All... I was here for the big mock draft extravaganza with uh, the whole gang, <laughs> Izzy and Ian Harditz and Dynasty Rich and... Uh, a cast of thousands. Yes. Almost some fist fights in that one. It was pretty cool. Some virtual fist fights. Some of you guys stuck around till the very end and we kept going. It was really cool. Well, hopefully Pat, you'll stick around to the very end tonight as well. Uh, I, you know, I always love those nights when we have like so many people in the room and there's all these different voices, but you never know what's going to happen. And you're right. I didn't like Katie get into an argument with somebody and it lasted like a half an hour of the show or whatever they were fighting about <laughs> players. I don't remember. But, uh, but yes, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, it is our 200th episode. Jeremy has been like bouncing off the walls the last couple of days. So excited. But Shane actually put it perfectly last week on the show when we talked about that we were getting, <laughs> getting ready for our 200th episode. 200th episode and we're going to treat it kind of like an old married couple on their anniversary we're gonna right like your 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 five-year wedding anniversary you're probably still like in your mid-30s at worst right um if you're really stupid maybe your late 20s and um (laughs) you're you know you want to go out and party and like oh yeah we're gonna have a great time but like the 200th episode is more like your your 25th wedding anniversary it's like <laughs> jesus christ i'm still looking at you like, how have you're you celebrating the like, love i i could have sworn you would have died by now left me some money and i could have found someone younger <laughs> oh my to god up with this was not what i meant uh, what shane said way of oh, oh no no, no. Mean, like we're just gonna keep it low-key <laughs> exactly that, yeah that too that too sweatpants pizza netflix yes. stuff like that you know speaking of those t- time frames Actually, in another month and a half, it'll be my 29th wedding anniversary. I've been married for 29 years in December. Yeah, see, and, and wow. I'm sure Shane has that a little bit wrong. Like, um, your wife's birthday is coming up, too. Like, come on, man. That's not how you – I mean, later in life, maybe <laughs> maybe your 50th anniversary is what Shane's talking about. Well, I don't 20. know because I'm never going to have a 50th <laughs> wedding anniversary because I'm 42 years old. So if I were to get married today, that means that I'm shackled to someone until over 93. I'm not living till 93. So that's not happening. Oh my God. Can you imagine that, Shane? No. 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 I can't imagine him being around it. No way. So, Sipes, you were one of these uh, stupid people, Shane, who was talking about who married in their 20s, huh? Yeah, I guess. But, uh, you know, when Shane says stupid people, I don't really listen to that kind of stuff because yes. he has opinions <laughs> all the time. But, yeah, yeah, no, I'm 53. So, yeah, 20, I guess I was, what, 24 when I got married? Yeah. 
And then, wow, (laughs) more than half your life. Congratulations. (laughs) Then we waited 13 (laughs) years before we had uh, Junior. What about you? Are you married or not? I am. I am. We had our uh, 15th not long ago. So, and we're already we're already at the sweatpants and pizza stage of the anniversary. (laughs) Exactly. uh, That's why. That's why I thought it was perfect when Shane said that last week. You know. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you want to go out. Nah. Do you want to go out? Nah. Nah. So that's how we were going to approach it this year, uh, because when we hit 100, I think, what did we have? We had like 20 guests on to congratulate us. We had way too many people, like people I didn't even know, people that don't even like us. Like, I think it was just people. That's not true. People that just wanted to get on a podcast. Well, that's why it was so awesome, Pat, that you agreed to come on with us, that you were excited to come on with us. And we're very happy to have you here tonight. I'm happy to be here, and uh, Shane is taking a leap of faith, though, assuming that I like you guys, but uh, I actually do, though, so it's... it's... <laughs> well, thank you. I like I like the fact that you're coming from your son's bedroom, which you close the, co- the, the closet door, but you have those cool... Neon lights LEDs, above your head. LED yeah. lights, yes, yes. Uh, All the way around the top, yep. Good effect. I can I can change colors, too. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, my son insisted on those, too. Oh, wait. Oh, now it's purple. purple. Yeah. <laughs> Dim them, yeah. They flash. You go back with the gray. Oh, they'll change automatically. Awesome. Well, again, like I said, thank you for joining us, Pat. And we do have a little bit of news, Shane. And we have news. But our news is brought to everybody by... Um, let me scroll up. Um, it's brought to you by underdogfantasy.com. Um, make sure you sign up for them. Use a promo code TRADESHQ because when you do that, we get a percentage. So that's why I want you to do that, so we can get money. Um, also, best ball is fun. Best ball is awesome. And you can play basketball best ball. Um, so you better hurry up because the season's about to tip off. And, uh, yeah, and you can if your team sucks, you get to draft a new team every week. So there's that, too. You know, that's funny. Oh, news. Wait, but it's funny when you say that about best ball. Pat, like, for you, what is the main type of fantasy do you play? Do you like dynasty, fantasy, uh, regular, redraft, best ball? What What do you like the best? So I I have really started getting into dynasty a lot, and and that's probably become my favorite form. Uh, I have more redraft teams. Just everyone pulls me into redraft. Plus, I've got like you know five home leagues going on, and. Uh, I have a healthy number of basketball teams, but I tend to not even check those during the season. Like I'll check those in mid-December, you know, like, oh, did I screw up that draft back in March? Wow. <laughs> what I did there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's really a mix, but I've like Dynasty has definitely become my my passion, I think. That's awesome. I know a lot of people had a hard time this week with buys starting. And now I believe this Mm. week and week seven, we're getting killed with buys. So maybe if you don't want to look at your teams this week, go over to Underdog Fantasy and play some best ball for at least this week, you know? Definitely, because you can't draft players on buy there. Yeah. If you do, you're just stupid and you shouldn't play in this game anyway. (laughs) Well, on top of buys, we also have a lot of injuries. And the first news story we have is. Jeremy, your Cleveland Browns, it's just uh, one thing after another, people getting hurt. It's true, yeah. It's its very sad to be a Browns fan still, even after all the false hope we were provided last year and then early in the season, the offseason, then this season, uh, with Baker Mayfield's torn labrum, um, and his non-throwing shoulder, like completely torn. Who knows how that's going to turn out, you know, Chubb and Hunt and all the injuries. I mean, they're starting offensive linemen out, tackles. I mean, it's... 
I don't know how they're going to win another game. <laughs> it's it's pretty sad. But, yeah, the running back situation is bleak. And they play four days after Sunday's loss. They play, you know, on Thursday night this week. And it's, yeah, just wow. I'm not sure. Uh, I, well, I, I'm not – I don't know how I can bring myself to watch that game. I was hoping we re- we would record something that night so I didn't have to. Can't do that. I'm probably going to have to watch. We can't do that, and we will talk about that in the Patreon show. We won't talk about that here tonight, why we can't do a show on Thursday. For our patrons, guess what? We've got story date story time what is it shane's dating story time <laughs> even, what? Even, though we I, called it, even though i just said we can't talk about it on here but no, no, yes no, we, we will talk about it on the patreon show teasing it <laughs> so hey pat what do you think about that situation over there in cleveland you know we we, we lost <laughs> hunt came in after we lost chubb now they're saying no chubb no hunt what's going to happen here thursday night it's so bizarre that they have two of the probably the two of the five most talented running backs in the league. And now they are reduced to, you know, starting in undrafted free agents who, I don't know, and it could work out. I mean, we know opportunity, <laughs> Shane shaking his head, but um, opportunity means so much in fantasy football. And if they hand Ernest Johnson the ball 20 times on Thursday, you know, maybe he can at least get low-level running back two value in week seven. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, he wasn't bad. You know, like at South Florida, he played on those good South Florida teams. I know he was backing up uh, Marlon Mack for most of that time, was kind of in a committee his his last year there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't really vouch for the talent there, but the opportunity is certainly there. So people are going to be, you know, crawling all over themselves to get Dearness Johnson on waivers this week. This is the first week where you're putting in a waiver claim and the number one waiver guy makes you sick to your stomach. Like, really? Really? Because, you know, the one week you had yeah. Chubba Hubbard, right? You're like, this is exciting. Damian Williams, you're like, this is pretty cool. Daryl Williams, like, that's that's not half bad. And then you end up here. You go, oh, <laughs> Dearness <Dearness> Johnson? <laughs> like, that's seriously that's the right. best running back i can come up with there, there's um, a I, yeah there's a league where i needed a, a guy like i need a guy bad and, and i could not bring myself I, I even have some money in this league too i couldn't bring myself to bid more than 17 bucks that's as <laughs> high as i could get i'm not gonna get him and uh, it, it'll be fine i like that because it's like well, look i tried but you know i just i <laughs> right. couldn't get it done i i so real quick, Darius Johnson last year, uh, he had one big game, one giant game. He got a bunch of carries, 13 attempts, 95 yards, which is really good. Um, what'll get you nine point nine and a half fantasy points in PPR. He catches uh nothing. He he can't catch, and Demetric Felton is gonna be the receiving back. Okay, see, um, and yeah. Pat, that's I'm excited what I, about him the most. But that's what I was gonna tell you, Pat. You know, what you said about the Ernest, I, I heard it today on Sirius XM. That's what they're saying on Sirius. But in the pre-show of us getting ready for the show, Shane was adamant that it won't be him, that it'll be Felton, which I'd be very happy if it's Felton, because I have him in a few places. But Shane, why did you think it was Felton over Johnson? Because Johnson's terrible. <laughs> um <laughs> I owned, uh, no, I don't mean to use that word. I had, so remember the AAF a couple years ago, I uh-huh. drafted the Ernest Johnson in the first round, um, which tells you all you need to know about that league. Um, 
and he was barely usable in that league for the six weeks that it, it existed. <laughs> Did you really um, take him in the first round of an AAF draft? <laughs> the AAF drafts, I don't know if you remember, they were um, they were bad. Like, by the second round, you were like, I don't know who this is. And, like, you know, we're dynasty guys. We know everyone. By the second round, I'm like, I don't know if this is a real person. I don't know if he's alive. I don't know if he's on, like, where. If this is a real team, but whatever, I'll draft him. But, yeah. Um, I want no parts of Darius Johnson. I, I'm willing to take the loss on it. Uh, I'd rather go with Demetric Felton because at least I know he's a receiving back. He only needs one reception to match, uh, you know, ten rushing yards from Darius Johnson. So <laughs> don't be surprised if John Kelly gets some play too, because they he did pretty well in the preseason with the Browns, and they brought him up onto the practice squad and then onto the regulars. Um, roster so uh yeah nobody's excited about Ernest johnson let your league mates uh spell spend all their money on Ernest johnson and felton's definitely the long play that guy um at both running back and wide receiver but he in his limited snaps he's going to give you the fantasy points i think well, it's like, funny, Jeremy, what I was just saying to you, the only reason I had Felton on any of my teams was because you were grabbing him in a couple different leagues. And like we always talk about, that's your team. So when Shane and I talked last week on the show, when I had those fours and fives in a lot of these drafts, I was taking running backs in those late rounds. So that's the only reason smart. I even took him in a couple leagues was because of you. So um, it, it is funny, though, when you say about Dearness Johnson being a top waiver wire pick, I saw a lot of people picking him up last week for free off of waivers when there was kind of rumors. Just chub down, yeah. Well, chub down, and also there was rumors going into the game Sunday that Hunt was sick and that he may not play. So those guys may have already been picked up in your in your leagues. Pat, in redraft leagues, though, you probably see them all over the place, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't seen, I haven't seen him picked up uh, anywhere earlier than than now like he's available he is the he's the prince of the waiver wire in week seven which is kind of sad if shane doesn't like that though what do you think what what do you think the audience should use fab or whatever on him how much should they how much uh, should they spend i mean that's it like if you're really desperate i i can't see going over like 17 18 like i can't see even going up to 20 it's just not it's such a gross week on waivers and a, a week where everyone is desperate and there is just nothing good to get. You know, there's like Darnell Mooney. That's the that's the gem of the waiver wire this week. <laughs> Shane, yes. Shane, Shane, do you smell something bad, Shane? <laughs> Don't like how um, Pat's disrespecting Darnell Mooney. Uh, <laughs> I've made several yeah. trades for Darnell Mooney for yeah. what used to be Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, but as far as running back, I, I mean – JD McKissick or Ramondre Stevenson um, are a lot more sexy to me. I, in case anyone doesn't know, I do the waivers for uh, fantasy data uh, for redraft and use uh, promo code TradesHQ for fantasy data and save some money there too. Um, <laughs> and I, I had JD McKissick on there. I didn't put Ramondre Stevenson because um, I put him last week, but JD McKissick is still available in like half of uh, redraft leagues, which is. You know, that's good because uh, Antonio Gibson, his shins don't work, um, <laughs> which I wish I didn't bring up right now because I did just make an offer to Pat and, and a dynasty <laughs> we're in. Oh, um, hey, wait, wait, wait. A live Antonio trade? Gibson. Wait, um, wait. Which I think look, Antonio Let's... Gibson's going to be fine if they just shut him down for a couple of weeks. But anyway, so J.D. McKissick <laughs> is probably who I'd prefer to pick up. But yeah, I guess uh, 
Dearness Johnson after that. Uh, no, Ramadre Stevenson after that. Fred, yeah, let's do something about that. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I haven't, I haven't opened the sleeper app. I'm going to have to check that when we get off. But um, if, if, <laughs> if we do get a Gibson shutdown for a couple of weeks, who do you think is more valuable, McKissick or Jared Patterson? I'm going to guess McKissick because he's the receiving back, McKissick. right? McKissick. Yeah, McKissick. Um, and Patterson, although Patterson looked really good in the preseason. He did. Um, but I think it's going to be McKissick is the guy that they trust. Remember, McKissick was talking about all offseason how he's built to be a feature back now, right? And we all laughed at him. Well, I laughed at him. Um, <laughs> you laughed at him. It's like we might get a chance to see. But, yeah, I'd say McKissick, he's the more, you know, he's the more versatile back. He could, if you needed to, he could play on all three downs, and he can at least definitely play on the, you know, third downs, hurry-ups, and uh, – like yeah, he's going to be the first guy they lean on and give the the attempts to for sure. So I think that's just a good bet. I think in Dynasty too, both of those guys are already pretty much rostered on every roster. In redraft, you could probably find some of those guys, but both of those guys in Dynasty are already rostered everywhere. So one thing I do enjoy in the season, getting the right um, for redraft waivers for uh, <laughs> FantasyData.com, use Trades HQ promo code, um, <laughs> is that I can I can. Like there's still players that are good at football that you can go pick this guy up. Cause yeah, when I did the di- the waivers for dynasty, uh, a site we used to write for like by week seven, <laughs> it was literally like guys on practice squad that I'm like, Hey, if everyone else on the team dies, this guy might get a chance to play because it's just literally uh, awful by week seven, but week seven and redraft, at least the names are still decent, at least from a dynasty world, you know, we're yeah. like Darnell Mooney, Pat's making fun of him. I'd love to be able to pick him <laughs> right. up in dynasty. Right. In dynasty, I'd be like, oh my God, Ramondre Stevenson, I'd be losing my mind if I could get someone like that in dynasty. That's so funny. And those were the days back then. You know what, Pat, Shane's made a couple comments already about what he does outside of this show right now, but we actually didn't even ask you to introduce yourself at the beginning of the show, tell everybody where they can find you, tell everybody where you're working at. So why don't you do that now? Yeah, uh, thanks. Uh, I'm at (laughs) Fantasy Pros now, and um, yeah, I also have the weekly Fits on Fantasy podcast uh, that Shane has been a guest on, and that I plan to have you, Sipes, and you, Jeremy, on this offseason. The hell with Shane. He's never coming back. (laughs) No, just kidding. Um, Yeah, so uh, that's been going pretty well, and the, the Fantasy Pros gig is pretty new and it's it's gone well so far i'm enjoying it and uh you know i was kind of glad to to get out from under my my day job which uh you know there'd been a i was i was in traditional journalism Ah. and my my company was bought bought by a hedge fund so it was time to get the hell out (laughs) and uh you know while the getting was good so yeah that's the story um Thanks for for letting me pitch that. So uh. <laughs> awesome, no problem. You know what? You know what's great. It's awesome that you say that Shane's been a guest on your podcast. When we were preparing for the show and we were getting the show sheet ready and everything, one of the questions that Shane wanted to ask you was about a segment that you do during your podcast, which when you just said you'll get Jeremy and myself on your show, to me that segment that Shane's talking about is one of the more interesting things in my mind when you have guests on your show. And he's talking about your interlude when you talk to them about something other than fantasy football. Well, like any good idea I've ever had, Sipes, it was shamelessly stolen from someone else (laughs) much smarter than I am. Um, So I don't know if you guys ever heard when Matt Harmon 
now of Yahoo did a podcast. It was called Backyard Banter, like mm. six, six or seven years ago. And he would have people in the fantasy industry on, but talking exclusively with them about how they got into fantasy, how they started doing content creation, but nothing about football whatsoever. And I enjoyed the the conversations about, you know, people's lives and everything. But there would also be times where, like, be nice if they talked at least a little <laughs> bit of, of football. You know, here's Matt Harmon talking to Matt Waldman or something. And, uh, like, they're not talking about that year's top wide receiver recruits or uh, wide receiver prospect. And so I kind of wanted to mix the two a little bit. And it, it's come out to about a, I don't know, two thirds, one third, or maybe three quarters, one quarter blend right now. And it feels cool. right. So, and um, yeah, like everyone's got different things I like to touch on. I mean, I just had Troy King on and Troy had lost like 70 pounds at one point in his life. So I, I talked to him about that and how he got into fantasy. Um, you know, next week I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm going to have my, my buddy Andy Barons of Yahoo on. And uh, I, I just found out, I think when we were in Canton, Andy told me that he spent a summer following around the band, The Replacements. Oh, wow. Really? I've got a lot I want to ask Andy about uh, his uh, stint as a Replacements groupie. So that's what we're going to talk yeah. about. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome because I, I do. I think that especially when you have a guest on your show, there's a lot of things that the audience wants to hear about, you know, about players and all that stuff. But I also think it's interesting to – Tell a little bit of something about the person, you know, personally. And, and I think that's a pretty cool idea. And I know Shane wanted to ask why or how you started that. But I guess, like you said, no, he stole yeah. it from somebody else. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, no, he just did. No. Yeah, and it's, fu it, it's funny. I was listening to that this morning and I DM'd Troy and I said, so wait, you're telling me I can't eat a box of macaroni and cheese for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad thing. <laughs> he DM'd me back. He's like, in one sitting? Ooh, yeah. I was like, so, all right, well, there you go. But there, there, there is something interesting, what you said, Pat. You said, so you left your day job to do this. So this is what you do full time? You, you don't have another job? This is your job now? Now it is. Now it is. For, yeah, for like a, a month. Oh, that's it? For a month? <laughs> that's about it. A month, five oh, weeks. Wow. And you Brad, love it. Yeah. I do. It's, it's good. I mean, it's uh, like I didn't hate what I was doing before. Like I did it for, for 20 years. Um, you know, and I was uh, kind of a, a traditional journalist and editor for a long time, but, um, yeah, to be able to do this full time is, is nice. It's been a nice change. I know Shane, that's his dream. He wants to do this full time and nothing else. Yeah. I hate real work, um, <laughs> real world work. Um, like I don't mind working. I love working hard. It's just, it'd be fun to, you know, work hard at something you actually enjoy. Um, <laughs> that's all. Yeah. And uh, Shane and Jeremy give me enough shit that I have like five jobs. So I couldn't even imagine this was my only <laughs> job. I, I do too much already. Um, can, can I, can I just backtrack for a second? So to what you were uh, just like about that segment on my podcast and like doing the the real life stuff with the guests. I mean, that's part of why I got hooked on your podcast and why I got so into it after missing the first hundred and some episodes or whatever. But it's like you guys talk dynasty and but like so much of it is just you, the three of you <laughs> riffing on whatever the hell 
the topic du jour is, you know, like, and it's, it's great. Cause like, you're all likable to me, you're all relatable. And you know, when it's, uh, Shane talking about getting a speeding ticket or, you know, something <laughs> like whatever it is, like, it's just, it's funny and it's natural. It's like, it, it blends in perfectly with the football. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's pretty good that on our 200th episode, you. you say something like that, you know, because even back, God, it seems like a decade ago we started this show. But one of the things we had said when we first started was that we wanted to have a show where it felt like everybody was just comfortable, relaxed, talking, not get too upset about things. I, I have no idea. There's some something just popped up on the screen. It's too big to read, so I can't read it. Um, but uh, one of the things is we, we wanted to be... New glasses? To yeah, I have glasses, but that was like a giant word bubble. Um, we, we <laughs> Even like just now, I was trying to say something and Jeremy's trying to, to write something. But uh, I appreciate that you say that because we do have a lot of fun. I, I, I know that I laugh sometimes too much over what Shane says, but it's honest it's real like Shane and I were on the phone the other day and I was having a really bad day and I don't even remember what you said Shane but I was like fucking cracking up and I told him I was like you know even outside of doing this show just his personality and the way he is you know makes me happy so I think I, I offered you a hand job <laughs> 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 no, it was not that. No, that was a different but call. It was uh, a different I, call. Who was I talking to the other guy? Pat's like, face is bright red. I don't know if it's the lighting. Only offered to me two years ago. I don't know if it's the lighting or what, but Pat, wow, your face got. Hey, hold on, I need I need the red lighting so you don't know if it's me or the. All right, there you go. That was awesome. But again, we appreciate what you said. So I guess we'll circle back to fantasy, like you just said. Uh -oh. um, yeah. We got some more fantasy football news. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm calling it here. Buy Miles Sanders right now. Seriously. Is that news? Is that news? But let me ask you this. So is that, that like you just said, is that news? Uh, obviously, when a player that's quote-unquote hot, like everybody loves him, and then he's doing bad, isn't that always the time to buy? But everyone hates Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders yeah. has been one of the most hated no, players don't. in the last. In they fact, hate him because he hasn't been producing. Well, he hasn't been producing because he hasn't Miles been Sanders. touching the ball. So, <laughs> but they don't hate him. No, well, they, they hate him now. So they hate the well, Eagles. They don't hate Miles Sanders. Here's, here's a fun, fun little fact. There you right? go, Pat. So hear that? <laughs> he cratered out in week three with a sixty percent uh, snap share, which is not good, admittedly. Um, since then, um, it's gone up every week um, until he played eighty-two point seven percent of the snaps last week. Kenneth Gainwell on the opposite trajectory. He played a season high 31% of the snaps back in week three. He's down to 23.1 last week. And Nick Sirianni, he just said he took this extra time to look this weekend. He looked at what the Eagles are doing, and then he looked at what um, good teams are doing. Um, and I'm paraphrasing. He looked at what teams that are um, don't suck at football are doing to see what they do. I, I got a feeling that, look, Miles Sanders, what, what comes first, right? It's the snap share comes first, then the usage. Um, and then it's going to be too late to buy them. So I'm saying buy now. And the Eagles' schedule is cake. Um, they're going to be four and four. Um, they'll probably be four and five. Yeah, the um, window's closing. But Mike's right. The time to buy him has been all this time that he has been not giving you even double-digit points. Yeah. So the window's get closing him now. very quickly. Yeah, Get him now. I just talked about this on a show today. And ah. mention, mention the snap. I bet Shane listened to that. <laughs> Yeah, Shane stole that idea. 
it was yeah so good chance to pitch the uh fantasy pros podcast today but i i talked about him as a, a buy low and um like the facetious cheers from the crowd when they handed the ball off to Miles Sanders against the Buccaneers on TV. Like they know they've got to, <laughs> right. they've got to run more. They're getting Lane Johnson back, which is going to help. Um, Shane mentioned the schedule. I mean, it really is other than the, the two week, I think like week 10 and week 11, when they get Denver and the saints, other than that, like every other run defense is easy, including the playoffs where I think it's Washington twice and the giants once. Um, it, it does set up for a nice run for Miles Sanders here down the stretch. And he's already kind of catching passes. He's like on a 50 catch pace. I hope you're right. I traded for him in a couple leagues, actually got him from Shane in one league because um, <laughs> I needed a running back pretty bad. And I was like, man, this is the first time I've ever traded with Shane where he got the better of me because I traded away some good pieces like A.J. Brown and Terry Thorne, a first round draft pick. But I got Stefan Diggs, Miles Sanders and you know, the guy who's uh, lighting it up for the uh, Chargers. Um, but, um, you know, who I still felt like I Mike lost Williams. because I tried to get my Mike Williams. I, right after I got him, too, he had like two touchdowns and like 553,000 yards. <laughs> Jeremy and I was made like, it so sound like we all this knew. This makes me feel better about getting Miles Sanders. But I was surprised I was able to get Sanders from Shane because he's a notorious Eagles fan and he likes Miles Sanders on top of it. So um, not surprised that he, you know. You're saying to buy him now, but I'm glad and I hope you guys are right that the tide is turning and that the Eagles finally figured out they need to use more. How long ago did you do that trade with Shane? Several months. Just a couple, <laughs> weeks, a couple, three weeks ago at the most, two, three weeks Wait, ago. Wait, was it during the season three, or before the season? Yeah, it was literally like two season. weeks ago. Okay. Two weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't, but Shane has a young team, um, yeah. and which got younger. He has a team, like we said, that was gonna that's gonna peak in the future, like next season, let's say, is when he's gonna start his, you know, run. Um, he's been accumulating, accruing uh, value, accumulating picks and and young players. So it made sense for him to part with uh, Sanders and then Stefan Diggs and take on the first round pick, Terry McLaurin. And and I, Mike, you know, I didn't want to part with Terry McLaurin, let alone AJ Brown and Anyway, uh, I was crying every week with Miles Sanders in my lineup over (laughs) Devin Singletary. (laughs) Oh, Devin Singletary is ridiculous. Um, uh, Pat, do you see a lot of trades? Like you're saying, uh, you agree with Shane about, uh, you know, buying low on Miles, but that's pretty much in Dynasty. Do you see that happening a lot in Redraft or do you really see too many trades happen at all in Redraft? You do see quite a few trades overall happen in redraft but the the whole like i think that the buy low sell high thing gets overplayed like people aren't people tend to underestimate their fellow owners you know like people aren't people know what the real values are like people aren't fooled into thinking that james connor is a a running back one because he's got six touchdowns or five touchdowns or whatever like people people know the score here and you know unless it's the basic some work league where you're playing against people who've who've never played fantasy football before but like for the most part yeah if you played more than a few years you know that sometimes the numbers are not a true representation of what a player is so i think a lot of ink and uh, a lot of podcast air is spilled on the uh you know buy buy low sell high and uh you know fantasy pros does it too um you know they're they're popular segments but i think for the most part like it's kind of overdone because i mean people know what players true value 
is. That's what I like about Dynasty. Like the trading is more complicated. It's more nuanced. You can always add layers to deals. Um, trading is just more of a, I don't know, like trading is banging your head against the wall basically <laughs> in season long. Don't you think? I mean, it's just like trying to get anything done with people is just a, a pain in the ass. And in <laughs> Dynasty, you can always like find some way to finesse a deal to, to make it happen. And that's why I like throwing and it to you. hit the reset button too. Like, yep. Yeah, because we mostly talk Dynasty. So when we have somebody that does a lot of redraft, that's why I think it's interesting to throw that kind of comment to you. And Shane, when you're – uh-oh. Uh-oh, something's happening with Shane right now. Just a helicopter. It's either a helicopter or an ambulance. Or his kids. I knew it. A helicopter, ambulance, or his kids. But Shane, when you're saying buy low, what is your definition of buy low on Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders, I I bet you can get him for multiple second-round picks. Um, I'd give three second-round picks for him. I I don't know about a first because firsts are, you know, just that psychological edge of the difference between a first and a second is huge. It's like, you know, Pat was talking earlier, the difference between five and six inches, right? Uh, It might not seem like a lot, but He was talking two inches, actually. He said two inches. Well, either way, the difference, you know, between five and six inches might not seem like a lot, but if you ask certain people, they'll be like, no, 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 it's huge. Um, Pat's red again. Pat is red again. That's the difference between a second and a first. But um, we need to have Pat on all the time. It's hilarious. Injured running backs too, like Cam Akers. I'd ship him off for Miles Sanders, um, especially because I think Daryl Henderson's uh, turning that backfield into a committee next year. Um, someone like that. But yeah, Bilo, like Pat was saying, he made a, a better point while he was talking. <laughs> is uh, Bilo is a myth. It really yeah. is. It's it's not a thing anymore unless you're in leagues with really stupid people. And like not just stupid people, like the people you're in a league with have to be really stupid, like can't read. You're like Pat saying, if fantasy pros, fantasy dated, DLF, uh uh dynasty nerds, like there Rotoviz, there's seven million, I counted it, seven million different fantasy football websites, plus just people on Twitter telling you who to buy low. Like you don't need to think. Like you literally just, just grab it. But what when players having a downturn, certain players, it makes them attainable. Yeah. And I was talking about this with Scott the other night. So like a player like AJ Brown had a couple down games. So you're not, you know, you couldn't trade for him three weeks ago because he's AJ Brown, but coming off the three bad games, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, okay. Well now maybe you can acquire him. You're not going to get much of a discount, but you can at least acquire him. Yeah. I think attainable is a lot better way to say it than to buy low. I mean, Jeremy, I saw your face. Do you think giving three second round picks is considered buy low? I mean, he said three second round picks and then he said, or a first, I mean, that doesn't sound like buy low to me. I mean, I guess it is. I, I I would trade three second round picks for a better running back than Miles Sanders. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I think what Shane's, the the message that he's sending is that those players are attainable because they're not super expensive. Like you don't have to give a first round pick to get Miles Sanders right now, but that window's closing. Cause you know, as soon as you have a running back that's scoring double digits with the dearth of running backs and all of them getting hurt, the price definitely goes up and it probably already did on Miles Sanders. We're not going to steal him. So, um, but yeah, three seconds seems like honestly, sometimes three seconds sounds like a lot <laughs> of a, a lot of ammo going into a trade. <laughs> All right. Well, we're it back. It does until you draft and you have the 207, 209, and 214, and you're like, I don't even want these. And it's in a class like yeah. we just I would had. give all three for, yeah. yeah. I'd but, give all three for Miles Sanders. That's true. But what if they're the 201, 202, and 203? 
It won't be. It never works out that way. It just never does. Every time you ever make a trade where you're getting like multiple picks in a round, you're like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to get the 101 and the 102. It always ends up. And I believe Shane with this kind of stuff, too, because, you know, he's done this before. Yeah, there's many times the trades like to get three seconds or give three seconds. So he's got all that angle. I've done the math 67 percent of the time (laughs) when you make that trade, those picks are going to end up in the bottom half of the second round or the. Mm -hmm last two of the first round it just is never that because 65 percent of second round picks fail yeah i, I was know. gonna say after 200 Probably episodes after 200 episodes i do not trust shane's math at all and uh <laughs> not with percentages no practice. And now i have to publish my study fine and fine. in hq5 i have a bunch of twos and threes and all that kind of stuff so i'm counting on them to be 201 202 203 um you know we do have a whole bunch of trades to talk about and we also have more stuff on here to talk about so i think what we're going to end up doing is moving the trades to the patreon show and pat if you don't mind hanging out with us and sticking around for the patreon show that would be awesome to discuss the trades there i'd love to all right cool so then on this show though we did still have a few more things that we wanted to talk about with you but you also had a request to us that no matter what we did no matter what we did tonight that you wanted to talk about Kadarius tony so uh why don't we do that now? And and what a perfect segue it is since we were talking about second round picks. Like so I'm in I'm in uh like six dynasty leagues that I care about and uh one that I don't. But um so in the the six that I care about, I was totally off Kadarius Tony and it seemed like a lot of people were people just didn't like the fact that he was a four-year player instead of a three-year player in college. They didn't like the fact that he was a one-year wonder producer. Like those are kind of red flags for us, the prospecting types. And it was sort of, never mind that there seemed to be a lot of interest with NFL teams, that there was talk that the Jaguars were in on him, that the Packers were in on him, that uh, maybe some other teams were in on him and, you know, that he had that first round buzz the entire time. But, you know, we, we knew better than that. Um, so I, I wound up, even though I was not into him falling, just ass backward into him in two of my rookie drafts, once at 207. Oh, wow. And once once at 211, the 211 is like my, that's my home league that I just started. <laughs> and uh, so in that league, at, or no, wait, that was 211 where I got him in my home league. And here are the picks from 207 to where I got Tony. 207 was Ramondre Stevenson, 208 Kenneth Gainwell, 209 Amari Rogers, 210 Kyle Trask, and then I took Kadarius Tony. Kyle Trask went ahead of Kadarius Tony. Uh, there's so many times. Come on, it's fu- super flex. Yeah, but there's so many times the funniest things are Shane's faces. I mean, his face was cringing at each pick, but when you got to Trask, that is <laughs> completely Because Trask is, you know, Trask is that, okay, we're playing in super flex. I don't have a choice. I have to draft a quarterback, so I'm just drafting one here. It's like paint by numbers. Well, he's a quarterback. You got to draft him instead of a wide receiver that was drafted in the first round. Yeah, no, I, I like, hate it. But I, I, yeah, I love that Pat said it's his home league though, because in all of our other leagues, I was getting Trask in the fourth, fifth round. Me being a Bucks fan, it was great for me. But you're, it's hilarious, uh, Pat, that you said it's your home league. You also said that you just started. You just literally started a home league this year. 
No, it was last year. Oh, during okay. the pan during the pandemic, we were like a month into the pandemic. Uh, a cool. month into the pandemic, and I was like, you know, I I've been meaning to do that. Get like some of the eleven other core guys from my, some of my home redraft leagues, and kind of rally the troops for an online draft and. I mean, we were done with that. Like after, you know, it was a slow draft. Took us like three weeks, and guys wanted to do. <laughs> guys wanted to do. Can we do like a B league? Like this weeks. was fun. We had nothing. People have been sitting around their house with nothing to do, and uh, yeah, everyone was pretty fired up. <laughs> and their dynasty too, it. right? That's cool. Yes. Yeah. So here, so. <laughs> my line of demarcation for Kadarius Tony was um, if it was as soon as Michael Carter was. <laughs> The best option, I said, no, I am not drafting Michael freaking Carter over a first round wide receiver. It's not going to happen. I will take Tony. Unfortunately, I didn't do it enough. I was going to say, how many shares did you get, Shane? Four, and I already traded one for a first round pick. (laughs) Uh But, you know, um, I I definitely have way more Mari Rogers than I'd like to admit, (laughs) but that's another story for another day. Let's go back to Pat. So, yeah, I mean, like, that was kind of it. I just <laughs> sort of threw my hands up and said, like, this guy's a first-round receiver. I got to take this guy, even though I wasn't into him. And so I, I kind of wanted to get your takes on that phenomenon of us prospecting and kind of, like, playing to our priors more so than what NFL teams were thinking. And we we wind up hearing that that Jacksonville wanted Kadarius Tony, that the Packers wanted him, like, all these things. And we're like, ah, those NFL teams don't know what – they're doing it. And, and look, the stupidest GM in, in football wound up getting Kadarius Tony <laughs> proof that he's not the right guy. And, and the smartest uh, dynasty players passed him up for Kyle Trask. Well, I'm not going to say smartest, but they did. I mean, <laughs> they passed him up for Omari Rogers. Look, his, his rookie ADP in some leagues I'm in. His rookie ADP was definitely mid to late second round. So everybody passed on him for everything, like multiple times. Like we were like real NFL teams, like came back around and we were like, no, 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 no. I still don't want you. I'm going to draft Michael Carter because fourth round running backs hit all the time. What? I think it's a Twitter (laughs) phenomenon too. I bet in leagues where people aren't, you know, how would you figure it out? But, you know, Twitter, the whole Twitter, like microcosm influences a lot of things. And I bet leagues outside of that probably drafted Kadarius Tony above Amari Rogers, but we on Twitter, not necessarily. I think everyone, even without Twitter, thinks we're smarter than NFL um, GMs. <clears throat> and you know what? We might be. It doesn't matter, though. Like, that's what we forget. Like, it does not matter what we think because we're not the ones that are going to give the guy one, two, three, four chances. We're not the one that's going to go to the coach and be like, hey, you know that guy we spent a first-round pick on? Can you can you fucking play him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it does not matter what we think. Like, you know, I'll, I'll – till, till the, the skies turn red, I'll, I'll – go nuts that Kenneth Gainwell ever gets to catch a pass instead of Miles Sanders, but it doesn't matter what I think the coach likes it. It's going to happen. I think also, you know, Pat more towards your, your question, the answer in our community, at least in dynasty community. And Shane has mentioned this multiple times in the past is like, um, draft capital matters. Like, like they, a lot of times, a lot of people look at where they were drafted in the NFL and then they make those decisions for their rookie drafts. Also, if you look at the rookie drafts in dynasty leagues, rookie drafts in April and May are way different than rookie drafts in August and September. People have the time to get away from those stories that we all tell each other in April and May. And, and, 
I think it's Katie, right, uh, Jeremy? Katie Flower, when she comes on the show, she always says she doesn't care about that, that, that the talent will always come up to the top, you know? So I think there's a lot of people that look at what happens in the, in the NFL draft and they make those decisions as opposed to what they feel is right. And I think a lot of people thought that he was going to be good and wanted him. But then when they saw what happened with the draft, they kind of pulled back a little bit. And now people are sitting there going, oh man, I wish I would have made that choice back in April and May, but you can't do anything about it now other than making a trade for him. Well, and then you just learn and take it the next year. And then what will happen is you'll accidentally draft Henry Ruggs and you'll be like, see, but, this, but, is, this is why I shouldn't have done that. But And that's the point. It, regardless of what we talk about, regardless of what we say, I don't care if you have a million followers or 300 followers. We're, we're all doing the same thing. We're looking at the information we have. We're making the, the smartest choice that we can make based on everything that we're being told. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And if it doesn't work, then you have to be willing to make that move, whether to trade away or trade for the person that did work out. And a lot of times people stick with their saying and they say, I'm not going to budge. And if you don't budge, then that's one of the ways it doesn't work. Yeah, that makes sense. The other thing I was going to ask you guys, that it was kind of a two-part Kadarius Tony thing. <laughs> is, is there any chance... Is there any chance that, you know, with this small sample size we've seen, two and one-eighths games, that we're fooled, that somehow he isn't as good as he has looked? Because he has looked just – I mean, he's – like, he's not even like Tyreek Hill who's just – who looks so freakishly fast. It's like Tony has this way of making other guys look slow more than he looks fast. It's it's just something I've – and the, the thing he does where he'll like – a, like a comeback route – where he'll like, he knows what he's doing before the ball even gets there. Like he instantly like darts one way, like catches it and then just darts away that the defender is not anticipating at all. He's just like got so much subtlety to his game already. It's just crazy. And it like, is there any chance that he is not a special player after what we've seen so far in just the small sample size? No, I mean, I think he's all all of that, like you said, and, and I think he's special. I mean, he's six foot tall. He's 190 plus pounds. I mean, he's not a tiny guy like some of those fast players are. Um, and I think he's just football smart. I mean, he's savvy. He's always been that guy. I mean, from playing quarterback to wide receiver to running back. I mean, the, he's definitely a special player. He didn't stand out in all the metrics, you know, that a lot of players that have become special have stood out. But, I mean, he definitely looks like he belongs on a football field from these past few games we've seen. Um, and and I, I think, you know, I was not a big believer of Kadarius Tony because I didn't know where he fit. And I, and when he went to the Giants, I frankly, I was like, uh, you know, I was hoping the Packers or something like that too. When he went to the Giants, I wasn't um, as on board, and I, and I passed him up. I did pick him, like, well after other players, like that whole range at the top of the second round. And I was just like, I have to take him because he was a first-round draft pick and hope for the best pleasantly surprised by what we've seen from him but i mean he's not tiny at six foot and almost 200 pounds compared to some of the receivers that would maybe play that kind of a role that he's serving as a a multiplicity you know or whatever a multifaceted player so uh yeah i i don't know if he's fast but he sure can make guys miss and i, I do think he's probably you know more more special than most of us gave him credit for and i think they could continue this i think it's sustainable i think he's got a place in that offense and um you know, yeah, I, I think he's here to stay. No one's ever as good as they look at their best, right? Um, 
I mean, it's just the truth. <laughs> well, you do have a date Thursday night. Is this coming from? <laughs> hey, 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 Patreon show, Patreon show. Not here, not here. Go ahead, Shane, you were saying. <laughs> no, but everything that Pat said and Jeremy said, like his stop start is just ridiculous. Um, I Look, I didn't see it. I, I discounted him, but watching him on the football field, Watching him um, just completely wash Trayvon Diggs um, a couple weeks ago on Twitter, where everyone yeah, good saw players that. on defense. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, you know. And I know he only played one drive last week, but he was on pace for quick math. He had three receptions on the first drive. If you extrapolate that over eight, he probably would have had twenty-seven <laughs> catches. Um, so he would have had twenty-seven catches and like two hundred and thirty yards. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he'll be putting up 170 yards every week, but he's definitely a guy that, that you got to get the ball in his hands, right? If you have to manufacture touches to get it to him, um, but you don't have to just do that. So I do like players like that. Like you want to manufacture touches for them, but you just you know you don't. That's not the only way that they can succeed. So yeah, I, I think he's he's going to be a little better than we thought. Mm-hmm. Pat, you know, Jeremy actually in his answer he said the word sustainable and to me it it always sounds like a lot of people whether it's in our community or or maybe on the radio and everything when a player is doing really well i think they throw that word out a lot is it sustainable can he keep doing it and and i think a lot of times people want to believe that it can't be sustainable. Like if somebody's doing well, they want to move off of them really quickly and 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 trade them away and get something else for it. And a lot of times in fantasy, not so much in redraft, but definitely in dynasty, a lot of people, I know Shane mentions it all the time, you know, based on when you drafted him, if he's doing great, sell him now. You know, Shane and I even got into an argument on Dynasty Nerds when we did that live show at the expo. Uh in the face. <laughs> You didn't punch me in the face, but... That's we, awesome. You guys didn't tell me that. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. We had so much fun arguing about it. But the point is... is and I punched him. <laughs> he did not punch me. But, shut up. But the point is, is that a lot of times people want to move on somebody, move away from somebody just because they're doing good and try to get something else. And a lot of times, at least myself, I believe that if somebody is playing that well, there's no reason to move on yet. And... and Maybe he is what we are hoping he'll be in. And there doesn't seem to be a reason to believe it's not going to be sustainable. So for me, I would keep him and I would keep going with it. But all of it, we have no idea whether any of it's sustainable. But people use that that phrase all the time to justify moving on from somebody. And, and for me, I think he looks like the real deal. And it looks like people are trying to buy him from players. Uh, from league mates, so I would stick with him right now. Yeah. Well said. Good, good stuff. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. We're going to head over to the Patreon. Hold on Episode a second. 200. Wait a second. Wait a second. We're not going anywhere yet. Let me just ask you guys because, listen, you've actually, Shane, you've even, or Jeremy, you've said it to me. Before we wrap up with a guest, let's, I want to ask you two guys do you guys have any other questions for Pat before we wrap up to, with the guest? Well, not. For, I think you asked most of my yeah. questions. Um, I think we're good. Shane, <laughs> um, there's the always show. more to talk with Pat about. We'll have to have him back on and talk to him some more. But yeah, I, I think we're. I think we asked him as much as we had to ask him today. Shane, what were you saying? Shane cut me off, didn't I he? I, I talked like four no. times on this show. And I still- <laughs> 
understand. We've had guests in the past. I wrap shit up, and then after the show, I get all these messages. Wait, you didn't ask me if I had any other questions. I finally fucking ask you guys if you had any other questions. You're both like, no, let's move on. Okay, no, no, so no, then no, forget it. I'm not going to ask you this our, anymore. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> I want to know how Pat is such a badass ranker. How do you do that? I, how do you get so good at ranking players? Guys, you have to tease the patron, right? So well, we, listen to we, Shane. We tease the question. patron about the, You're the not good at trades. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we're going to have questions for Pat. We're going to have trades. I just made a trade while we were uh, talking. We've got a ton That's of it. questions for Pat. We're That's it. I just Pat decided we have to have Oh, Pat my God. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and this is the shit that we're talking about. But wait. All right. I agree with Shane. Let's tease that we're going to do all that stuff in the Patreon. Yes, Jeremy. But, but Pat, Jeremy did ask you one last question. So while we're still here on iTunes, how do you feel about rankings? How do you go about your process of rankings? And do you like doing rankings? Uh, I kind of don't like the process of actually doing it. Like the first pass takes, it takes like six hours, seven hours, no, six hours maybe to do on like Monday. And it's just kind of a pain in the ass. And it's it, like a lot of fine tuning. The fine tuning's almost better. Cause I know I'm like wrong about stuff on the first pass. So um, yeah, it, like it's a, it's a good question. Like I know people overplay defenses. People overplay defenses. Go for go for volume over defensive matchups. Like I've learned that over the years. Like don't don't get too obsessed about defensive matchups. And people just kind of assume that like a good defense is going to shut down a good player. Like no, that they're a good player, man. The the good offensive player can sometimes <laughs> beat the good defensive player. Like just because you know Tre'Davious White is on a, a good receiver doesn't mean that guy's going to be blanketed for twenty yards. You know, so um, that that's kind of part of it. And just trying to stay on top of injuries like, um, you know, I've always uh, followed Gene Bramel of football guys and like paid attention to what he writes about injuries, because like Gene, it just seems like he's two steps ahead with with injuries a lot. I got to give him a lot of credit on that. And, um, you know, knowing whether guys might be limited or whether they're not going to play and kind of knowing that stuff in advance. And if I know, like from Gene's column on Monday, that he thinks the guy's not going to play, I can immediately kind of start piecing together the, you know, fitting together the puzzle pieces and figuring out where the touches might go if su such and such running back isn't going to be there. So there are just a lot of different components to it. I don't know, maybe playing this stupid game for like <laughs> 30 years or whatever it's been has like taught me a few same, things. Brother, that's, same. Yeah. So um, I don't know. And there, there's still people who do it better than I do. You know, Sean, like Sean Kerner is freaking great at it. Jeff Radcliffe, John Paulson, Jake C, just so many Dan Harris, my colleague at, at uh, fantasy pros, like a lot of really good rankers. So like, I'm, I'm definitely not laying claim to the best Justin Boone, another, another great one. So, um, you know, and I've, I've got a lot of friggin' two and four redraft teams right now. So I can't, <laughs> I can't take too much credit for anything. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I mean, between the four of us, we all know what it's like to have to do the rankings. And I took over for Shane <laughs> five years ago to do rankings. And Shane's like, yeah, you could do it. It'll be fine. I'm, I'm out of here. And I knew after a month why Shane wanted to get out of it. So I never liked it either. But thank all you for, right. for for joining us on, on this show. But we do have, we have so much that we want to talk to you about with our patrons. And we do do a longer show for our patrons trends now so we <laughs> just said doo-doo so we appreciate you sticking around with us so uh before we go tell everybody where they can find you 
Awesome. Happy anniversary, guys. Hey. Uh, congrats on 200. And uh, people can find me at fantasypros.com and uh, on Twitter at Fitz underscore FF. And check out the Fitz on Fantasy podcast, which usually is out Tuesday morning every week. Awesome. Shane, Great tell everybody sense. about our patrons. Oh, um, I like patrons better than non-patrons. It's our 200th episode, so I'm not going <laughs> to hold back and pretend. Um, I, every time I get a DM from a non-patron versus a patron, I'm a little slower. Like, I'll respond, just not as quickly. Like, if a D, you know, if I get a DM from a patron, I'm, like, on it. Like, I'm stopping in the middle of a work meeting. Like, hold on. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I got to get back to this. I see a non-patron DM me. I'm like, whatever. I'll get back to you today or tomorrow. Um, but also, you should I mean, become you, a patron. The insight that you bring is worth it. I mean, you, you get, don't uh, just give that for free. You, you know, you get the uncensored episode of this show. You get the bonus podcast every week. Uh, swag, written content, uh, Zoom. I'll sleep on your sofa. Parties. Sorry. Patron parties. Shane's dating stories. Shane's um, dating stories only available on the unrated episodes. Um, which, also, because I can't have my children listen to it one day. They're not patrons. I have to be honest. So your dating stories are pretty much like PG-13. I was hoping yeah. for more, man. I mean, we've all, all right. been well, out look, there look, dating, look. but I, you got to give you got to give the patrons more. It's got to be right. at least rated. What, what we've been hearing is the dating stories pre the date. Now we need to hear the dating stories after the date. Is what it is. I want the I want the real the real. All right, stuff. I'm taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Pat, I mean, <laughs> the, the best thing about what Shane says is it's completely true how he feels about everybody. And and last week when Jeremy couldn't be with us because his wife's birthday, Jeremy said, be kind when you talk about our non-patrons. <laughs> like, he had to ask There's Shane. listeners that listen to us that probably don't have money. I mean, it's just, come on. Nah, I, yeah. In all seriousness, I love everyone that listens to the show. Thank you for listening, whether it's one episode or two. And uh, we we truly appreciate it. You can DM me. You know I'm joking. If you DM me, I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can. We know you're joking. And I think, Shane, I think after 200 episodes and 10 years of doing this show, everybody knows that the stuff that we say is all, you (laughs) know, in jest. And and we love our 20 episodes a year. We finally made it. (laughs) Uh, Believe me, I know it's only been four, but it feels like 10. But, you know, we make jokes about it, but we do. We love all our, our our patrons and our iTunes listeners and everybody that supports us and our Amen. Twitter followers yeah, and, and everything. And we, we really hoped that we would make a show that people would enjoy and like to listen to. And here we are 200 episodes later. And we have Pat on saying that he enjoys listening. So, you know, we're doing something right. So, uh, yeah, one Pat of our likes listening you on. on our show. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't on know top why. of everything else, Shane and Jeremy step on each other for whatever they were just saying. Sorry, sorry Jeremy. I was just saying that Pat oh, likes this. No, you you're not. You're, you're not. <laughs> After 200 episodes, that's the first time I've ever heard Shane say sorry, Jeremy. 200 episodes, Jeremy. I, I mean, we have we have improved. We've grown as people. And I yeah, just thanks lo- for listening, Pat. Thanks for joining us, man. It's been awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. I love seeing Pat's face turn red. So that's been great. So uh, <laughs> thanks again for listening. And we're gonna li- oh check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Find us all on our Twitter accounts, and we're gonna go do our Patreon everywhere. Show. Podcast can be found. So say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Say goodbye, Shane. 
I can. 